The following is a hockey podcast out of Vancouver and Surrey, British Columbia. It'll only consist of a lot of puck talk and even more BS, or in actual words, banter and satire. Enjoy and as always, go Canucks go. This just in, nobody loves the Vancouver Canucks except for Vancouver Canucks fans. Your Vancouver Canucks might be one of the best teams in the NHL, but the rest of the league is doubting us and we love it here, especially our Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, co-host here on Locked On Canucks, and also a Canucks writer slash part-time credential media member for Daily Hive Vancouver. Before we dive into the episode, we got to thank you for tuning in to Locked On Canucks. It is your team every goddamn day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. If you haven't done so already, go make sure you subscribe or follow us for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Before we get to the show, I also got to shout out Game Time, okay? Make sure you go download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Coming up on today's episode, we got to talk about the disrespect towards the Vancouver Canucks, okay? Because again, your Canucks are one of the best teams in the NHL right now, third overall in points. Fourth overall in, in points percentage, thirteenth overall in terms of Stanley Cup odds. What? What's going on there? Do they deserve the disrespect? We're gonna get into that in segment one uh, later in the show. Got to talk about Pew Suter. The guy has been electric for the Vancouver Canucks, one of the best bargain contracts in the NHL. We're gonna dive a bit deeper into his performance so far this season, and finally, gonna end the show talking about one of those uh, one of those good Dollywall scoops that came up uh, <laughs> earlier today about another penguin turning into a whale. But before we do any of that, first and foremost, I got to introduce my co-host, rocking the purple today, the purple hoodie, Kyle Bowne. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. Living life. I went to Brew Hall last night. Shout out to Brew Hall. Definitely. Yes, definitely have to do a live show out there, man. Met a couple people at the that work there. And, bro, the food, man. The food was amazing at Brew Hall. You know what I love about honesty? Honesty works, okay? I ordered the tuna poke bowl, and the, the server was like, you know what, bro? Don't get that. Don't get that. I'm not going to mention him because I don't want him to get fired. Like, whoever this guy was, I'm not going to say his name. But he said, don't get it. It's not worth it. And he chose something else for me, and it was it was banging. I think that's what the kids are saying. Anyways, Kyle Bowne, Trevor Beggs, one love to Vancouver. Obviously, this is the home of the West Coast Vice, and obviously, I'm a little annoyed. A little annoyed, okay? Uh, Beggs, I don't got the numbers in front of me, okay? But I know the Canucks are at the top of the NHL standings. They've been there the whole time. But I also do believe that this team has still scored the most goals in the league. Is, is that the truth? Is that the, is yeah, that the truth? For, yeah, they're, they're first overall in goals right now. They surpassed the Colorado Avalanche last night mm-hmm. after a 6-3 thumping of my wife's Ottawa Senators. My wife. How about the goals so, against? How yeah, about goals against? How, how many goals? Where, fifth, where fifth are we? Fifth overall in terms of goals against. So this team right now, is fifth so. overall in goals against. First in goals for. Near the top of the standings, yet we continue to be disrespected, man. Oh, yeah, this team also has studs, okay? Superstars. It's not, you know, Nashville's doing pretty well this season, but we're not Nashville. You get what I'm saying, bro? They, they got superstars, elite players. The all-star game's about to come up. How many Canucks are going to make the all-star team? I, I know there's probably rules like uh, saying that you can't have too many because, <laughs> I don't know, we live in a soft society these days. But in, in reality, how many Canucks players would make the all-star team this season? Exactly. This team is stacked, yeah. and they're rightfully at the top of the league. And to have them either be 10th 
the 10th best team or the 10th favorite team to win the Stanley Cup or the 13th favorite team to win the Stanley Cup with these odds makers is an absolute joke. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm I'm kind of here for the disrespect, right? To me, like it, it sends that shiver up my spine. It makes me feel like 2011 again when the whole hockey world was against us. I say, get out of here with your uh, with your love for the Vancouver Canucks. Don't don't bandwagon on. Like I, I want the real fans, the true everydayers, the true fans here of the Canucks of Locked On Canucks to be supporting this team. That being said, you know people in the city who like will just get into it for the playoffs and the party. Like I'm okay with that too, but. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of liked when the whole league was disrespecting the Vancouver Canucks. And this does feel similar, albeit in a different way. I think with that 2011 team, people didn't like the Canucks because of the characters on the team. Now people are starting believing in the Canucks. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's honestly, a lot of it stems from the fact that they haven't been good in a long time, but we've seen teams kind of rise up uh, out of nowhere too, right? Like mm-hmm. I think Vegas might be the, the prime example, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I look at the Canucks right now. And they have one of the best offenses in the league. Their defense, league average, they have one of the best goal, probably the best goaltending duo in the league. We talked about that. Uh, if you haven't heard that episode, go check it out on our feed wherever you listen to podcasts. But there's just a lot to like about this team right now. Yeah, you look at the shooting percentage, save percentage, you could argue they've been a bit lucky. But even if they regress a little bit, I still think this is one of the best teams in the NHL. And 13th overall in terms of cup odds, give me those odds every day, okay? Let me, let me read it for you on FanDuel, the teams who are ahead of the Vancouver Canucks in terms of cup odds. You have... The Colorado Avalanche, the Dallas Stars, the okay. Toronto Maple Leafs, the Boston Bruins, the Vegas Golden Knights, the Carolina Hurricanes, the New York Rangers, the LA Kings, the Edmonton Oilers, Ugh. the New Jersey Devils, the Florida Panthers, and finally a team that's not even in the playoffs right now, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Those are 12 teams who have better Ew. cup odds than the Canucks, according to our friend over at FanDuel. That's ridiculous, man. That's something else. Now, we'll say internally, I feel as if like, recently, I've somewhat disrespected the Vancouver Canucks. Right a couple weeks ago, I dropped that episode saying that, yo, they got to reverse this PDO. They got to take more shots on goal. They got to change it up, okay? I think they won, like, four straight games, and I dropped an episode saying that. A bit insecure of me? Sure. Uh, really disrespectful? <laughs> For sure, too. And even last night, I'm not going to lie, I felt like I was disrespecting the Canucks because I was having these, like, inner thoughts of the future, right? And the future, I'm not going to say it's guaranteed, but it's, it's guaranteed. It's going to happen, okay? Based on how the season started, the Canucks are going to face the Oilers in the first round round of the playoffs. And that started scaring me, okay? And with that fear, you know, comes disrespect because what am I scared of? What am I scared of? We've been at the top the whole time. This season, the moment matters. And again, we're not allowing a lot of goals in comparison to the rest of the league. We're scoring the most. Sure, this team's not perfect, but again, that runway that we see in front of us, right? All those games, uh, what is it, 44, uh, 44 more games, 45, I, I don't know the math. There's a lot of room here for this team, who again is stacked and is well coached, to fix these issues. And Carson Soucy's going to allow them to fix that defensive issue just a bit. And I thought what we saw in the first period yesterday against Ottawa, again, that's pretty hard to replicate over the next 40 plus games. But more of that, more of that is going to happen with your team, and that's dominance. Because this team is allowed to do that when, again, they have superstars, and now we're seeing it. The depth of this team is unreal. It's unreal. It's not stopping. We're at game 37, game 38. The Canucks have maybe, just maybe, the best depth in forwards in hockey. Yeah, no, they got great depth. And, you know, again, like I said, lots to like about this team. I'm going to call out one uh, well-known NHL reporter who uh, had this to say, and I'll read it out for the uh, audio listeners. Um, you know, Jay Fresh tweeted that he was surprised that the Canucks had the 13th best 
uh, cup odds and said betters do not believe in this team. And Dom Lucision from The Athletic, who I, I actually messaged to come on this show. I said, Dom, come on and talk about why do you think people don't believe in the Canucks? And uh, he ghosted me. But he had this to say uh, <laughs> about the Canucks and why they are not a betting favorite. He said, uh, cup path has a lot to do with it and really hard to take the Canucks as a top four team in the West or even a top six team. Dom, go back to watching your beloved Toronto Maple Leafs, man, Dude, who again, what do they have? Us. How many regulation wins do they have? Keep- How many regulation wins? The Toronto Maple Leafs have, you know, their bottom 10 in terms of regulation wins. So, yeah, you you cheer for your Maple Leafs, your pajama boy, John Tavares. Um, Dude, their goaltenders like a... Chokes in the first round. They, they found their goaltenders at the, the local ball hockey rank, man. Dude, Dom, keep ghosting <laughs> yeah, goal- us, okay? Keep ghosting <laughs> us. I don't want to talk to you. And Trevor, I'm not letting him talk to you too, okay? You don't talk to him as well. Bad energy, man. It's 2024. Let's let's keep the energy right. Only surround ourselves yeah. with not yes men, okay? Not yes men. I'm not saying that. But people, you know, who aren't pessimistic slash evil. Because what he's doing right there, it's evil, man. He's just poking the bear. He's just saying ish to say ish, man. The Vancouver Canucks are a real team. And, you know, we talked about the depth. We talked about the superstars. We talked about the management and the coaches. Like, everything kind of seems to be forming together in the moment immediately right now. Uh, the other thing that we have to look at, and this is important in the playoffs, is this team's, ab- this team's ability to be resilient because if there was any other team in hockey to blow this, you know? I know we're still early in the season, it, it, like, you know what I'm saying? But if there was any team in hockey that could have imploded, it would have been the Canucks. We're talking about a team that's never really done it. There's so much pressure over here. They've done it in the past where... They can go on stretches winning two out of every 10 games. But this season, I feel as if because of Tockett and company and Quinn Hughes, it ain't happening. I think the Canucks have lost two straight, I think maybe twice this season. And yeah, this team's resiliency is keeping them at the top. And I don't think that's going to go anywhere. Yeah, I agree with you. And, you know, one of the reasons why the Canucks have been so successful this season is the secondary scoring. And we got to talk about one of those guys on the other side. And it's P.U. Suter, who, for my money, might be one of the best bargain contracts in the NHL. Uh, in the comments, let us know, do you like the fact that the Vancouver Canucks are being disrespected? Or does it piss you off that, you know, betters uh, and so-called analysts out there have the Canucks as maybe a middle-of-the-pack team? Uh, let us know in the comments on YouTube, Spotify, hit us up on Twitter, wherever you like to interact. We'd love to hear from you. But for now, we got to hear from a sponsor, okay? So it's time to shout out FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still plenty of time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place just a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. Now, we talk a lot about Packers and Seahawks on the show, so i got to read the line. Seahawks, two and a half point favorites over the Arizona Cardinals. I like that line. I don't love it because my Seahawks scared me. Green Bay Packers, three-point favorites over the Chicago Bears. I'm not touching that game with the 10-foot pole because I have no idea what's going to happen. No idea, Kyle. What do you mean? The Packers, Packers are going to win. The they Packers can, are going to win. The Packers are going to win. It's about a 50-50 proposition. It's a 50-50 proposition. Did you hear that Jimmy sure. Kimmel's going to sue Aaron Rodgers, maybe? I, I did hear about that, yeah. And uh, I also read a, a, a tweet this morning that said, uh, Aaron Rodgers in 10 years, we're going to look at him like we do Rudy Giuliani. So it uh, says a lot about... Uh, I'm glad you fell out of love with Aaron Rodgers. Also, it might be a little bit harder for us to be best friends here. Um, but whether you're betting on the Packers, Bears, Aaron Rodgers, odds on Aaron Rodgers getting sued, make sure you go do so on FanDuel. There's so many different ways to bet, including live same game parlays, 
Find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays and more. So, so visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. We back, baby. On this episode of Locked on Canucks, my name is Kyle Bowen. That right there is Trevor Beggs. Again, this is the home of the West Coast bias. And do us a favor and hit the like button. It really helps us out. Uh, we pulled through in Christmas. Again, Beggsy Bowen buying our girls necklaces. Valentine's Day, just around the corner. Hit the like button, and our girls will like us. It's just the truth, man. Hey, speaking of liking people, I think one of the reasons why the Canucks continually find disrespect coming towards them and it'll continue to do so if this stays the same. And this is the the fact that I feel as if a lot of us on the West Coast, the best coast of Canada, want perfection again from JT Miller. And we kind of poo-poo on this guy when things aren't perfect. And it kind of waters down the great one-two punch the Canucks do have with Patterson and Miller. Speaking of Patterson, look at what he did. Look at what he did yesterday. That was one of his best games of the season. And again, when JT Miller is going, you're talking about the next best thing at center next to McDavid and Drysaddle. So leave JT Miller alone. It's just the truth. Leave him alone. Yeah, it's funny. I think you know we talked about it yesterday, and it was it was a story in this market. JT Miller hasn't you know two goals in his last 16 games, hadn't scored in nine games. Of course, he scored last night uh, to make us all shut up. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to mention any rear end talk because Kyle did enough of that uh, at the yep. end of 2023. Yeah. Um, but it's it's funny. Like, I look at P.U. Suter last night. Two goals, one assist, plus four. He could have easily had a hat trick. That J.T. Miller tip, I thought, hit, touched by P.U. Suter and went in. Um, that would have given him uh, a hat trick. Um, but I'm looking at uh, game scores, okay? Based on game scores oh, for our friends at HockeyStatCards.com, P.U. Suter had the best single game performance by any Canuck this season. Better than Brock Besser's four-goal game. Better than Quinn Hughes, who's had five-point game this season, um, who also had you know a barrage of points on opening night. Pew Suter with a game score of 6.03. Last night, it was the best game, uh, the best single-game performance by Canuck, uh, by any Canuck this season. Um, but I'm just like looking at Pew Suter overall. Obviously, he's been trusted up and down the lineup. Played with Pedersen. He had a shot on Miller's line last night. He's been center. And now people are saying this guy could be your second line center. Get the lot of line back. Relax, relax, you know, all relax. kinds of crazy See, things. That's why yeah, I'm not I'm not no, quite there either. On. But l- l- let me read this out for you. So Pew Suter, who I think I thought was quiet, but wasn't bad, but just quiet over his first nine games as Canuck, went pointless in his first nine games, which didn't matter. The team was winning almost every night, anyways. Um, but since recording his first point of the season in the tenth game of the of the year, he has eight goals and 11 points in four, his last 14 games. And he's a plus 15 in those games. Not only is this oh, guy hey. scoring, but he's almost never on the ice for a goal against. Um, I think makes some really slick plays in his own end. Uh, I see him as a heads-up player. He's not necessarily like a freak out and send the puck off the boards guy. He plays with his head up. Um, there's a lot I love about Pew Suter's game. I'd actually probably like to see him on the PK a bit more. I know Teddy Bluger's kind of the first guy over the boards there. But uh, man, oh man, I knew, I knew we all loved it at the time. Kyle, I know we did the show when I was uh, driving to a Vancouver Canadiens game back in August when PU Cedar signed and mm-hmm. on August 10th or whatever it was. But um, for my money, he's been best, one of the best bargain players in the, in the NHL this season. Yeah, so versatile, so important, so cerebral, so smart. 
And I think he's just a player with a lot to prove, man. I know he signed a two-year deal, but I feel as if he's treating this season as a UFA type of year, a.k.a. I think he has it in him to compile two great years in a row so he can get paid his worth because a player like this should have not taken a pay cut. And that's what he did. He also was one of like the last key pieces signed in free agency. It was pretty unbelievable. So, again, you have a guy like yeah. that that is internally motivated to – Stick it up to NHL's rear end. Like, you guys are sleeping on me. You guys are sleeping on me. And then you have a crop of other players on this team that are UFAs. And it's turning into a place where, again, you have a lot of a lot of players who want to prove something, play way over their value, and then you sprinkle in the superstar talent, the coaches. Bro, the Canucks are winning the Stanley Cup. Speaking of which, Suter, in the playoffs, you need guys like that. You really do. And you, you talked about the penalty kill, man. Like, I, I think we're maybe ranked, like, 24th now. It's still ish, still pretty bad. But I feel as if when we get him more involved, and maybe less PD, less Miller, and then I don't know when it's going to happen. Another guy, part of our our love for the depth, Ilya Mikheyev. When those two guys start penalty killing, penalty killing more, maybe something changes and our special teams on both ends is not near the top, but it'd be nice to see a PP at the top five and a PK at the top 10. And I don't know, Pia Suter can be a big, huge part of that. Yeah, I think if the Canucks are going to get there, look, I, I, I think if the Canucks penalty kill can even get to league average, we'd be pretty damn happy. It's been Dude. one of the worst penalty yeah. in the NHL for the last few seasons. So I think it started to trend in the right direction as they've decreased um, both Miller and Pedersen's minutes there and given more minutes to guys like Bluger and Joshua. Um, and and kind of looking at Pew Suter, he's, he's kind of had an increase in minutes there as well. Um, you know, obviously he didn't play much there last night. The Canucks didn't have a whole lot of um, shorthanded time. I think they only took one penalty, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, but even, you know, the San Jose game, over two minutes on the PK. The Philadelphia game, just under two minutes on the PK. He's starting to get his chances more on the PK than he was um, a bit earlier in the season. So uh, just more pieces that are all over the ice. I, I, I'm going to say it, and it's going to be cheesy. The, the dude's a literal Swiss Army knife. He's from Switzerland, mm-hmm. and he's a Swiss Army knife. He does it all, man. And sometimes people don't, appreciate people like that right like oh if you're a jack of all trades you're not really much no i mean that's not the case for a sports team you need guys like this dude he's really good and going back to that point that i made that he's super cerebral i'm not gonna say this guy's elias Pettersson light because he's not but i feel as if he reads the game similarly like he kind of yeah. sees things before other people he doesn't have the raw tools and the the talent to explode and capitalize all the time and put up 80 points, but the fact that, again, he can see things before other players do makes him defensively smart. He's poised, and I don't know. I look at this guy play right now, and he seems to be having a lot of fun. Again, Kyle Bowen said it. These guys are motivated not to just put on for the Vancouver Canucks, but, again, this team is full of players that want to prove it, want to prove it to the rest of the NHL that they're good players, and, B, they deserve long-term contracts. Let's go to the comments, though. Okay, Japan. He's saying something that I just said, okay? It's nice to see that we can move our players up and down the roster, and they're effective. This will be a huge help for us in the playoffs. Keyword, actually be effective. Not just look good, but pile up points, and we've seen it all season. Lafferty, PDG, Hoaglander, P.U. Suter. The list goes on and on. These guys are just doing the most, and it's easy for them to do the most when they're getting promoted, and they're getting promoted to play with superstar players. Again, Pedersen and Miller... Pedersen Miller. Pedersen and Miller. That's your one-two punch down the middle. Who are these people that want the lotto line back together? And, and Who wants to make Pew Suter your second-line center? Come on, guys. You guys got to relax, okay? You guys just got to chill out. How about this one, okay? Callum. 
he brings up the fact that we could call up Archie Baines today, okay? I feel like Callum's last name is actually Dollywall or Singh, Callum Singh, because this guy <laughs> is more pro Punjabi than anyone else. Uh, you, you saw PDG not finish the game. I don't think he played the last 40 minutes, if I'm correct. Uh, who do you see being yeah. called up? Uh, yeah, uh, do you, uh, I think a better question would be, do you think P.U. Suter finds his way on the second line, or is it going to be Hoaglander? Because PDG had that spot yesterday, and yeah. I think talking about play around with it, I think one of the last points I wanted to make on Suter is that in the defensive zone, I see him as a center, but in the offensive zone, I see him as a winger mm. because I don't see him as a great playmaker. Like He's definitely not like a playmaking center going to go find guys all over the ice. In the defensive zone, I think he's really good at having his head up, getting the puck out of the zone, uh, you know, protecting the middle of the ice. Uh, but when he's in the offensive zone, I see him looking for the goal more than looking for the pass. You see him by the net. He's not necessarily a playmaking center. So that's a long-winded way of, seeing, of saying that I could see him definitely getting some minutes on the wing in the top six. Um, but maybe if the Canucks are protecting at least, he's kind of that third-line center. Um, I, just like, I, I, I just like him being a center the whole way through. I think having Pedersen, Miller, Bluger, and Suter is low-key sexy, man. Like, that's that's hot, mm-hmm. right? That's what the kids are saying. <laughs> that's hot. That's that's what Paris Hilton says. I know I, I watched a little Paris Hilton okay. documentary yeah. over the holidays. That right. was, uh, wow. Riveting stuff, riveting stuff. Almost as riveting as what we're going to talk about on the other side, and that is top six additions. I know I talked about Pew Suter maybe getting some time in the top <laughs> six. He's deserved it. But what about Jake Gensel? Could he be a fit for the Vancouver Canucks? We're going to tell you what we think on the other side. But first, I got to shout out game time. Have you ever been stressed out by buying tickets at the last minute? You know me. I'm a big last minute deals guy. And I've found out that the best place for killer deals at the last minute is game time. Game time. They got my back. I get these emails from Nicole game time. And she's always teasing me with concerts and events this week in my area. Not only are those weekly emails a tease, but Game Time also offers me and you flash deals on last-minute tickets. It doesn't end there. You can get exclusive flash deals for tickets on uh, for tickets about basketball, football, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Now I have no choice but to shut up, get off my rear end, and go check out a local show on a Friday night. So make sure you stake the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off. Your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on NHL for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Okay, we back on this episode of Locked On Canucks, the show that gives you that West Coast bias in your Canucks every day. Kyle Bowen. And more importantly, joined by Trevor Beggs, my second best friend in the world. And because he is that person, I got to ask him this question every now and then. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing good, man. Trying to start off the new year right. You what know, does that mean? Went for a run. Ooh. You know, trying you... to keep the dad bought off. I will say one thing in terms of, in terms of being a dad, I was reading... I was reading my son and my daughter a book last night called Hockey One, Two, Three. It's like just a little book counting, like, you know, two hockey nets, three hockey sticks, and then there's a page with 12 hockey players. And my daughter, I'm trying to show, like, my daughter, it's an old book. I show my daughter, look, that's that's Daniel Sedin. He's with the Canucks. And she's like, I like that one. I was like, the Penguins. She's like, yeah. I'm like, that's your favorite team? She's like, yeah. No I way. like the Penguins. 
No yeah, way, dude. There you go. And chose the Pittsburgh Penguins. Dude, there yeah. you go. The Canucks are winning the Stanley Cup, okay? Because, you know, we're the second version of the Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> and you think your daughter is seeing the future. No, they say these things, man. They say children, dogs, and whatnot. I'm not comparing the both. But, like, you know, they see that they can see ghosts. And I think that they can also see the future as well. Because of how in the moment they are, okay? For real. Anyways, let's talk about a penguin who may turn into a whale pretty soon. You should tell your daughter about how that's possible, okay? Penguins actually transform into whales. Uh, apparently, the Canucks are interested in Jake Gensel. I'm pretty sure 31 other teams, actually 32 teams, like Pittsburgh's even interested in Jake Gensel. Um, yeah, this is this is not surprising because the whole episode we've been talking about, the Canucks are, they, they should be cup favorites. They're resilient. They're stacked. They got the best depth when it comes to forwards in the league. It's going to happen. You got to capitalize on the fact that you got a bunch of UFAs exceeding their value. Yo. The Canucks may be buyers, and that kind of scares me, but I'm not surprised because Rutherford and Alvin, who are champions, and Tockett, who is a champion, may be seeing something here. So if the Canucks do acquire Jay Gensel, they're going to have to give up a lot because he's actually really good, really, really good. Who are you giving up? Because that's what Japan wants to know. Shout out to Japan. He's asking you. He's not asking me. He's all, he obviously knows I'm not that educated. He's asking you. Who are the Canucks trading for Jay Gensel? Yeah, I'll I'll go and say that I personally wouldn't trade for Jay Gensel because I think the price will be too high. I mean, you, look, look at this guy right now. He's on pace. <laughs> I mean, first and foremost, he's basically scored at a 40-goal pace for his entire NHL career. He's been absolutely lethal in the playoffs. Pittsburgh struggled this season, but Gensel still has 17 goals and 42 points in 36 games. Um, the guy's an absolute stud. Um, I just think the price is going to be way too high. I, I think that if you're trading for Jake Gensel, it's going to probably be a first rounder and a top prospect. Like if you're the Canucks, you're probably trading away a first and Lakaramaki or a first and Willander, like something like Whoa, that. Oh no. To get the conversation started with Jake Gensel. Like you said, Kyle, there are probably 31 other teams that want to trade for Jake Gensel. Um, can, it would be, it's going to be a very tough deal to make. Can you read his stats again I, today? I have a hard like, time seeing him be traded. Uh, what, what are his stats again for this season? 17 goals and 42 oh points in 36 God, games. Oh, my God, dude. This guy's lethal, man. Still very lethal. How about Callum? He has this uh, trade proposal. Kuzmenko, Hoaglander, and D. Petey. It's not going to like, be enough to get the job done, but I don't know, man. I think with Kuzmenko kind of falling out of favor with the Vancouver Canucks, even you had Rutherford saying, oh, he's a Canuck for now. Rutherford, man, this guy's, <laughs> this guy's savage, bro. What if Rutherford was your dad, bro? Unbelievable, man. He would come on, bro. This guy ain't buying you any gifts for Christmas, dude. He's buying you a a toolkit or something. Anyways, Kuzmenko, DPD, Hoaglander, and a first for Gensel. Would you do that? Uh, in a in a heartbeat, but there's no way Pittsburgh laughs and hangs up the phone. There's oh. no way they're doing that. Even when Hoaglander has ten like goals a top, and, and a guy that projects to be a top line player or a top pairing defenseman. That's why I think it's got to be a first plus Lekaramaki or Willander. Ooh, um, okay, okay. Like that's that's probably where the conversation starts. Look at look at Jay. So Jay Gensel, I pulled his player card quick. Again, Rutherford signed him to that deal five or what is it? Uh, five years, six million per season. It ends the season. So he's he's going to be a UFA at the end of the season. So you're also trading for a guy who might just walk after a couple months. Now again, you look at the Canucks this season, cup or bust. They're not quite there yet. So that's another reason why I wouldn't make this trade. But you're going to be giving up a lot for a guy who's probably going to be a rental okay let's let's go um, let's go backwards let's go backwards let me know in the comments right now okay are the canucks in that mindset that this actually is cup or bust 
because of how many players, not just the superstars again, like how many players on this team are exceeding their values? How many UFAs these guys have? Like they're not going to be able to keep all these guys. It's just the truth because they're just playing too well. They're going to start getting paid $2 million, no longer that $750,000 cap. But you get what I'm saying? We're talking about like Joshua Lafferty, Bluger, et cetera, right? Ian Cole, whatnot. Are the Canucks actually in that, again, state of mind where this may be a bit of a cup or or bust slash we got to go all in this season? All in this season and have faith that next season won't be affected by it so much because, you know, they still have elite talent at the top and whatnot. All right. Let, let's leave it to the commenters, but how about uh, we give our takes and then get out of here? Yeah, no, I'm about to ask you. Sorry, man. Just answer it. Answer it. We got Jay saying no. And Jay, man, he never agrees with me. He says no. Not at all. <laughs> Trevor, is it cup or bust? Uh, we're, again, we're uh, no. it's January, it's Jay, January Jay's 3rd. Jay's right. Jay, okay. Jay, Jay's right once again. I know Jay's always got my back. He never has Kyle's back. Uh, but Jay, Jay's right. It is not cup or bust. Look, it's cup or bust when your team like the Tampa Bay Lightning for trading away, you know, multiple first-round picks. Multiple. Like, look at the Tampa Bay Lightning last year. They traded, like, what, five picks for Tanner's, you know? That's a team who's in cover bus mode because they've won. They know that they're near the end of their cycle. they got to go all in. Um, that's a team that's in cover bus mode. The Canucks, unless they start trading away all their draft picks, I'm not going to believe that they think they're in cover bus mode. I think that they believe their cup window is just opening up, and I would tend to agree with them. I think they're trying to build something where – they're getting more prospects in here, more free agents, trying to build the pipeline, um, have that uh, insulation around their star players who, aside from JT Miller, uh, you could even include JT Miller if you want to be bold, are all either in their prime or entering their prime right now, right? So the cup window is just opening up. Do not sell the farm for a guy like Jake Gensel because this team should contend for the cup for the next few seasons if everything falls into place. Is Jake Gensel a UFA at the end of the season? Yeah, he's a UFA. Dude, let's just wait, dude. <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> would you? Would Jake you? Gensel's coming to the Canucks on July first. Would, would, would you trade Pot Colson? It's not enough because again, Jake Gensel is no. like elite talent, top of the top of his class. I know what you're saying. He's not. He's like a tier above Bo Horvat, right? You would say. So it's not going to oh, be yeah. like the Atu Ratu, oh, yeah. and this and that. Okay, so yeah. Okay, man. All right. Anyways, last comment. Japan. Okay. Realistically, we ain't winning a cup. We need at least two or three good pieces, and Jake Gensel's only one of those pieces, right? Okay, okay, man. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go back to praying, man. We don't need Gensel; we just need prayer. Uh, we just need each other here on Locked On yeah. Canucks, and and we need you, the listener. We appreciate the hell out of you for tuning in, whether you're an everyday or an occasional listener, a first time listener, a new subscriber, or people who join us on the live show. We love each and every one of you. Thanks for joining along for the ride. Uh, it's been good so far. Our run on Lockdown Canucks, Kyle. I mean, the Canucks have been good pretty much since we started the show. Maybe we are. Uh, maybe we're the reason the Canucks turned it around. Duh! Come on, man. We're the reason. No, okay, no, it's the team. It's the team. It's talking and company. Easy. But we got that good energy. We've been saying it in the summer. We said it in the summer, man. The Canucks are winning the Stanley Cup. We had to put that good energy out there, and now we have your daughter predicting the future too, connecting those dots. You know what I'm saying, bro? It's happening, man. That good energy is in the air. For real. Anyways, Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs. Beggsy sign us out. Hit the like button. Subscribe if you did enjoy the episode. More content coming. Uh, one love to all the Vancouver Canucks fans out there. And remember, this is the home of the West Coast Bias. Let's go. We will preview the Canucks' seven-game road trip 
uh, and probably tomorrow's episode. Ooh. Again, it's a bit of a gauntlet coming up. Seven-game road trip, 15 in the next 21 on the road. Going to see what this team is made of, and you're going to see what we're made of tomorrow on Locked On Canucks. But for now, I'm Trevor Beggs. That guy's Cal Bowen. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time here on Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.